Radio, you're listening to a brand new episode of Threes from the Ring. Yes, we got brand new intro music. Yes, we are hitting New Year with something new, so we actually have official official instrumental to open up the uh, you dig. Might add on to it a little later, you never know. But hey, we're back, 2020 is here, and of course it's your boy Chris J, and of course I got my bro on here, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hola, it's Trail Sav. It is him. And this is episode 61, and just like every episode until we probably get to to over past 100, uh, we will name a player who wore uh, uh, that, I mean, uh, the number 61 of the episode, and the number is 61, and somebody named Bevo Nordman, who played for the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Royals in 1962. So somebody cool. who probably got dunked on by Will Chamberlain and leapt over by Bill Russell. So, so that Ooh, type of stuff, nice. you know. And also the next year they gave it to some dude named Dave Pontek. So Dave Pontek. Yeah, Dave Pontek. Mm. So, folks, uh, folks was a what you would call a teacher. Probably <laughs> before that happened. Probably you probably did do math. Do average for his career seven point two points and four rebounds. Uh, what? How many rebounds? Four. Fine. Good role player. Coming off the bench. Yeah. Some Jared sure. Dudley minutes. Well. Talking about Jared Dudley minutes. Hold on. Let's see this. Do they keep track of minutes? No, he was actually playing a decent amount of minutes while putting up these type of stats. Do his ass. Be that way. Huh. Um, okay. Yeah. So sorry to, but. Let's put it this way: if if they not some random white boy we've seen on two K, uh, who just randomly give us buckets in the league, it'd be that. Cliff Hagen. Cliff Hagen is a prime example. Like never heard of this man. I'm pretty sure he gave he gave us he just gives out buckets. But we're glad to be back for this new year. A lot has happened to open up this year. Uh, we may get nuked in the middle of this episode because I ran. It'd be that way sometimes. But hey, uh, that's <laughs> our president's fault. But we are covered by the blood, and that won't happen. But let's go ahead and uh, let's just get the sad, kind of sad news out the way. Unfortunately, uh, the first day of the year, David Stern, uh, former commissioner of the NBA, probably arguably one of the best commissioners in sports, uh, has left this earth. Um, he did have a brain aneurysm or something like that, like a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. And he's literally fighting it, fighting for his life. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, God took him and took him from this place. And he's no longer suffering. Prayers for his family and all that good stuff. Uh, but David Stearns probably has left one of the biggest impacts on the league that whose name isn't Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. But in terms of just what he has done for the league is super huge. I have the utmost respect for David Stern. Um, yeah, he did the dress code thing, and we I'm going to actually go over a lot of what he's done for the league as well. Uh, but I have the utmost respect for David Stern. He was a character. He uh, made sure he made the league look good no matter what. His, that was his top priority was make the NBA look good, but also progress the league as much as he can, and I have to give him the utmost respect for that. So before we go over his legacy, anything you want to talk about, uh, David Stern? Um, 
David Starr. Uh, man, I don't, I don't know what to say about him. He was a good commissioner. Uh, even if, say for instance, he kept things fixed and things of that nature, <laughs> he can't. He, he he has so much. I love it or say it like that interview I saw not too long ago when dude asked him what the draft was fixed. Oh, did he yeah. The, see, uh, did, he, did he ask dude, did you stop beating your wife? Like, you know, just, some people don't understand how savage that is. And, um, he was a real one. Yes. Was extremely one. real. Uh, so, shout out to David Stern, man. But yeah, shout out to David Stern. Uh, that was the, the very notorious Jim Rome interview that they trail brought up where David Stern legit gave that man that heat. Like, Jim Rohn uh, is notorious for being one of them, like, like, people think Skip Bayless be trying to act a fool sometimes. Jim Rohn was the original. And he had a whole show on ESPN in the, what was it, early 2000s, going to the mid-2000s. Uh, and I actually watched that episode live, and I was like, gee, I don't know what the hell is going on. He's but, like, that's uh, not fair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, gee. <laughs> Be that way. Once, you, hey. once somebody say, "Don't you feel?" I mean, is you said something about beating your wife? You you gotta hold that. You got to G. You have to. But uh, let's. But I'm gonna briefly go over uh his major accomplishments. Uh, so he did actually become commissioner until 1984. Uh, but the year before he helped, he played a role in playing uh creating the salary cap for the NBA. So depending on how you take that, that's a uh, w, but definitely shout out to that's a big deal and being one of the first sports created salary cap. Uh, he didn't become commissioner till '84. He made the draft, but he did a lot in '80. Damn, '85 he made the draft lottery, so made so which created opportunity for teams to actually uh weaker teams to actually get fair chance of getting players because back then mugs like the Lakers will win the finals, and next thing you know, they end up with Magic Johnson, Celtics. Be in the playoffs somehow ended with uh, Larry Bird. That's just how wild. Wait, so how did it go? They just say, "Hey, come join us," and no people will join them. It was, no, like they actually drafted, but I think I forgot how the order actually went. But it was super weird. Like I think teams used to legit buy picks. Damn near, it looked like. Um, but yeah, he instituted draft lottery, which is funny because two years later, that's when like some uh that's when the michael jordan hakeem draft class came to be and stuff like that uh and in 1990 he brought the uh nba the nba to nbc uh became a thing so he played a major role in that uh he was one of the biggest reasons why uh nba players uh were allowed to be a uh, part of the olympics again so in 92 the dream team became a thing uh he did cause one of the longest NBA lockouts in history in 1998, um, the notorious 98 lockout, uh, which eventually led to, uh, what was it, 50% of the player income, uh, 50% of the basketball-related income went to the players, which was a huge deal back then. Uh, then 2004, this is like one of the biggest rule changes that ever happened was hand checking was removed. I thought they removed it sooner, but I think they legit eliminated hand checking in 2004, uh, which brought the league into a more offensive based game. Uh, then also same year, that is when 
Ron Artest ran into the stands where he had legit dropped the hammer on every... 2004 was a big year for David Stern. Let's put it that way. He had to drop the hammer and say, hey, niggas, uh, yeah, I got to get y'all up out of here. Uh, and then also following year or, or walking into that year, he brought in the dress code where niggas went from dressing like uh, they were going to the tip drill music video to uh, now walking into uh, looking like uh, they're going to Sunday going to Sunday service. So uh, mm-hmm. then he was kind of chill from there. Uh, and in 2011, this is probably one of his last great feats. Vetoes the Chris Paul trade that destroyed Kobe's like career. Um, so we all remember that uh, where Chris Paul was heading to the Lakers because New Orleans, the New Orleans Hornets didn't have a legit owner, so the league technically owned the team. So in a way, David Stern was the owner, and he looked at the trade, told Dale Demps, who's Detroit's best friend by the way, um, a that shit ain't going down. It's not going to happen. Hold that L. He's not going to the Lakers. Which totally went to totally disappoint the Lakers' uh, entire decade of 2010s and ruined it till LeBron got there. Uh, Because Chris Paul went to the uh, Clippers instead and Kobe went to fade away to obscurity from there. Um, Then he also, 2012, uh, fined the Spurs for $250,000 for load management. And 2014, he retired. So, shout out to David Stern, man. One of the, I would definitely say one of the best GMs in all sport. I mean, not GMs, commissioners of all sports of all time. And it's, it's a really tough loss. And you could tell he was respected by a lot of players, a lot of people in the NBA, just by, like, a lot of love that he uh, got from a lot of players, even, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made a Twitter video like he was O.J. Simpson. You know you are a big deal. I Kareem need Kareem had. to do the Twitter thing like O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Shalom, Twitter. Uh, it's Kareem here. And uh, I just want to talk about the league. How things are changing. You know, <laughs> say some auto wash. <laughs> Let me quit so before I ran RKO me on my screen this uh, podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, no. uh, but you know you get a lot of Kareem took the time to show you some respect, uh, make a video and show you respect, not just t- uh, type something up, but make a video and show you some love. So definitely shout mm-hmm. to David Stern. So uh, pray once again, prayers for your family, friends, those close yeah. to you, and all of that. You're definitely in our prayers. And but yeah, so shout out to David Stern. Let's go ahead, move on to... So, it's a lot that has happened in the league this past week. Uh, But, especially in terms of players and trades and a lot of other things. But, uh, I want to... Let's talk about the uh, All-Star... First All-Star return ballots and stuff like that. Let's talk about that first. So, first returns have came in... What was it, yesterday or the day before yesterday... And Luca and Giannis are the leading vote getters, so definitely a lot of respect for. Uh, I'm not su- surprised by Giannis, but a lot of respect for Luca. Uh, my initial thought when I saw it was, oh well, uh, Luca is foreign and he's a, one of the league's best players. On top of it, really popular. I'm not shocked. Same way with Giannis, he's getting a lot of uh, international votes, so. 
it was going to happen. But uh, what was your initial thoughts when you saw uh, Luca uh, being number one? I was surprised by Luca. Surprised and not surprised. You know what I mean? I'm not surprised. I look at a lot of those surprised. He surprised LeBron in the first week. Um, do I think he beats Bron? No, because I'm pretty sure TNT did not want two niggas who can barely speak to do a drive. <laughs> um, so I'm not lying. Pretty, I, I, like I, There's an agenda. And they don't want niggas stumbling over LeBron James' name. Uh, so, I do think LeBron edges it out. Uh, um, I got a Never mind. He won't be. I also have a question. So, with, with, um, with um, Trey Young having the worst record in the league, he's going to start? It's, when you look at the... It, Okay, just a reminder to those that are listening. Fan votes is 50% now. So I think players and media complete the, uh, is the get one third each. So it's going to be an interesting situation. But when you think of the guards in the East, it's not a lot of people I would put over him in terms of starting. Maybe the only person who legit would be Kimba. Jimmy? Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about it. No, Jimmy's front court. They got Jimmy listed on the front court. So, yeah. like, literally, I'm about to look at the, in terms of fan, the fan votes for the guards. Trey Young, Kyrie, who shouldn't be there, and the nigga only played, like, 10 games. Kimba, Derrick Rose, who is always going to get votes because, literally, we, us Chicago niggas going to vote for him. Zach Levine, who's been really good. Jalen Brown, Kyle Lowry, Bradley Bill, Spencer Dinwiddie. And you can argue that Bradley Bill, in terms of being on a horrible team, is having a just as good as Trey Young. But Trey Young is extremely getting yes. a lot of popularity. I think Trey well. Young is fifth in points. Yeah, he's either he's fifth in points, and he's literally having a ridiculous amount of points. Like me and Tyler were just talking about the Hawks all day today at work. But uh but yeah, Trey Young I wouldn't be mad. Like, Kyrie would start in those Cleveland teams with booty cheeks. Legit Ooh. booty cheeks. So, is like, in terms of starters, I always feel like that conference best in those based on players' pick. But the conference starters, I always feel like should be ideally the best players and all that to me. Not just by fan votes, and most of the time the fans do get this right in terms of starters. So, and the reserves are, should be just be like, all right, then just make, we make sure the best teams are properly represented at least. So that's just how I view it. Because, because like I don't think Paul George should start. I think no. he should come off a of bench. He's, uh, he's not. He's hell no. Because think the West alone, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi. That's that's set. It's honest. The West is probably yeah. the most predictable. The West right, is legit right, probably right. the most predictable. Because it's Bron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi for front court, then Luka is considered a guard, and James Harden. Simple. It's Ooh. just the East is the most interesting because after Giannis and honestly Embiid, the third uh I mean, I don't man, it's so it sucks that the Chicago Chicago is so oh Zach can't probably get in, but who knows if they have a Chicago representative? The Bulls might. 
Zach Levine might actually get a coach vote. He could get in off coaches' vote. And I think D Rose got to get in. Like I'm gonna continually vote for D Rose because that's Chicago. Oh, same. You yeah. can't have an All Star game without. If okay, let's Chicago. put it this way: if nobody on the Bulls is in, don't get in, Derrick Rose has to get in. If not, I can honestly see. Uh, you know how Derrick Rose is averaging the same amount of punches as MVP is. What is I hate that stat? He is. Yeah. So I. I uh, but um. But I'm pretty sure I know Adam Silver. He'll find a way where Derrick Rose gets in in case he doesn't by using his. Damn, that was a beautiful step back over uh, Al Horford. But um. But uh, he'll do what he did last year by get putting Dirk in, like he did put Dirk and uh, Wade in like as honorary All Stars. I wouldn't be shocked if he did that with Rose solely because of Chicago. I wouldn't Ooh. be mad. I wouldn't be shocked. So, it's something to no. wait and see. But I feel like, in terms, because when you look at the East guards, it's like, Kemper's going to get in. Ben Simmons is going to get in. Jalen Brown could finesse. I just don't want him in. But I think he should. He's he, like, he, he's it's well, he, he's leading and most improved player probably. Right yeah, now. arguably he is. Mm-hmm. So it's like in terms of guards, Zach Levine and Derrick Rose will have a strong case. Plus Bradley Beal. Like most of the guards might legit be on trash teams. You think Pascal come back in time for it? What's his injury again? I don't know. I forgot what his injury was. It was, if it was, I forgot. Like, but he could be back. Like, it wasn't. It just, it was indefinite. But when indefinite injuries, it could be it. The longest it'll probably be like a month and a half. And I think he's at what day near the two, three week point. So we'll probably start seeing something about him coming back soon. But the Raptors been really good either way. At the very worst, Kyle Lowry would get in. Um. So, um. But yeah, so overall, that's the first uh, return ballot. Uh, you can vote until January twentieth, which is Martin Luther King Day, which is funny as hell. Uh, but yeah, so so keep voting, please, please. Also, another thing: stop with the damn troll votes. Stop with the muff control votes right now, goddamn it! Because gee, why is well, somebody who got no business being in here, I saw, and it pissed me the hell off. Taco Fall? Taco Fall. There we go. Why is he getting votes? I don't I don't think it's that many people in Boston that care about Taco Fall where it's like he's getting that many votes, especially over players like Bam Adebayo. And, okay, not Andre Drummond. But, okay, honestly, he shouldn't get more votes than Bam. Let's put it that way in terms of the East. I'm just going to be straight up like that. That's just disrespectful. Stop playing. It's like, stop playing, please. I'm tired of it. And also, the Lakers fans, y'all bogus putting Alex Caruso in there, too. Y'all bogus. Alex Caruso's fun. He's cool. He at least gets, he plays. But no. Stop. It's cool. But no. We good on that. Uh, But anyway. um, So, yeah, that's that in terms of the All-Star thing. Uh, Zion is rumored to be, um, returning any point this month, according to, uh, the Pelicans out of entry. He's, uh, he had his first practice this week. 
which is really good. Let's give him a round of applause for uh, yeah, the full practice in, G. About damn time. Uh, so that's good to see. So Zion is uh can be back. He's definitely not coming back tonight because uh, we're recording this podcast on a Friday night, by the way, on the third of January. Uh, he's not going to be back against the Lakers. So, but he can be back from any honestly any day now. It's just more on when I think they're basing on when he's ready instead of when they're ready because I think mm. they just don't want to rush him. But they did say January is his return day, his return month for sure. So, uh, something to look forward to, at least for the Pelicans. They are, I think they still could possibly sneak into the playoffs in the West. Uh, what's, what's the West situation right now? The 11 and 23, I take that back. Um, they're not. Um, but they could, depending on how things go, they could finish. With like thirty five wins, depending if Zion come back as who we think Zion could be, but do you see him potentially finessing? Nope. Okay. Well, yeah, ain't nobody impressive. Yeah, besides John Morant. And John Morant barely impressive. Like, <laughs> in terms of what Zion can probably do in his return, mm-hmm. he can finesse it. I know there would be argument. But if Zion can average like twenty one and eight rebounds, yeah. Win it. Eight twenty eight. And that's huge. Twenty one eight rebounds, not twenty eight. Okay. I thought you I'm about to say that that's pretty out there, but and then you can also make a case and this is a nice little smooth transition. Michael Porter Jr. is finally playing reasonable minutes and he's hooping. And he was my undercard to win. Uh, during my season predictions, and it makes me happy that he's out here hooping. The man literally went left from 12 the other night, 25 points. Nigga Ooh. was unstoppable like a, my league, uh, like the computer had him on my league. Scary. What you think about that? <laughs> but, yeah, so rookie of the year can might actually get a little bit exciting, and I'm sure the NBA also pressed them to say, hey, look, you're going to play this big-ass bastard. Because uh, we need mugs to come to this Rising Stars game in Chicago. We got the shit on Groupon. <laughs> so it's like they need mugs. They need a reason for it to be attractive to watch. And honestly, hopefully, them tickets still available. I might buy them with this check, depending on how decent it looks. But, um, but honestly, I don't want to go see the, uh, just see John Morant. I really don't, especially since Luca's probably gonna be in the All Star game. He's not gonna pull a double duty. I highly doubt it. So, I really don't want to see just John Morant don't try to boom people nonstop. That's not fun to watch. I'd rather see Zion huff and puff up the cross off the court, off the, uh, on the court. And hopefully, Michael Porter Jr. give niggas buckets. That's all I would like to see. So, something to look forward to. Um, anything you want to add about Zion? Well, it's, it's gonna be good to see him back. This nigga fat, though. <laughs> fat. <laughs> his body compared to his freaking head, juice. Like no cat. That nigga fat. And the wild thing is, one of the reasons they said they didn't want to rush him back, they said they had to teach him how to run and jump. And the jumping, I can understand. Honestly, I'm not mad at that because you, you, as any 
professional trainer for a professional basketball league. After seeing people like Derrick Rose, uh, who else? Extremely explosive ass players. Derrick Rose, even Russell Westbrook to an extent, uh, literally have at least a few knee surgeries between the two of them. And literally, because they land as reckless as they do, you kind of want somebody like Zion size to know how to properly land so you're not about to see him tear his meniscus again or worse. Don't want to see that. So, uh, I'm not really mad at them. But the running is kind of funny, though. Like, that is kind of funny to see yeah. you're not running properly. So, But, yeah. So, hopefully, he's looking forward to see Zion sooner than later because... The league kind of needs it, and the Pelicans are way stealing primetime games from other teams. Honestly, they really are. Um, but before we uh, get to some of the trade talks and possible other stuff, uh, I want to talk about OKC real quick and just how good uh, they've really been. Yeah. All right. So OKC's been on a hell of a tear lately. Um, right now they're nineteen and fifteen. Uh, if the playoffs start today, they will be the seventh seed. They will meet the Denver Nuggets, and I wouldn't. And if I'm gonna keep it G, they could probably beat the Nuggets. But Damn. you don't. You didn't hear me say that. But uh, they last ten games, they've been eight and two. I think they left December with one of the best records, uh, yeah. uh, in the league, which is really freaking good. And between Chris Paul and uh, and Shay and Shay Alexander, uh, I don't know. Choke your name, Shay. They've been really hooping, keeping it all the way buck. So, uh, OKC's looking really good. And my thing, is, my question is, do they keep this up? I think they do. Uh, why not? Like, I think they pick situation is good regardless. Yeah, they got enough draft picks. So, it's like, yeah. why not? So, why not? You make it look good for. For some people, probably want to go to turn. I don't know. Like, I, I guess you get the most out of Chris Paul while he's there. Yeah, you drive them for a reason, so it's it's no point of you just sit here and let him rot. Show and then you show that he still got it. Well, man, Milwaukee need a playmaker other than Green Freak. True, you but can yeah, do like- it. I'm I'm overly overall impressed because we did literally predict that. I think I said they could sneak into the playoffs depending on what they wanted to do, but since they clearly want to go all in and win, and then Chris Paul is one of those sociopath motherfuckers. So it was like he's too competitive to tank, if that makes sense. Like yeah. We got to remember the man legit uh, picked on Buddy from the uh, Timberwolves and said, your jersey's untucked, call attack on him. Who does that? That's somebody who's sociopathic type of uh, competitive. They literally know that rule, even though he is the president of the players union. So I expect him to know the rule book back and forth. But to know that at that time, that's very smart and competitive as hell to do. He probably gets slapped in the street for it. But in terms of that type of uh, situation, I'm not mad at it. So, and plus, he's been really good for. Uh, for Shea as well. Like, Shea's been hooping as well. Man, literally, I think, yeah. having a stretch where literally he's averaging almost freaking a little over 20, 20 a game. 
So Chris Paul, he's uh, learning from one of the best point guards to ever do it. And he's, I think, second. You'll probably say between him, Bam would be going second. In terms of full, uh, most improved, most improved. Yeah. yeah. Shade's making his case, uh, but yeah, it's really good. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked, but not shocked at the same time, because they. They necessarily didn't have a horrible team, but I really thought they'd be sellers eventually. And at this point, it looks like Stephen Adams is there to stay. I don't know why, but shit. You winning. I Fuck it. it. <laughs> you winning. Yeah. And unless the Boston Celtics sit there and say, uh, hey, we'll give you Gordon Hayward. Okay. <laughs> That's the only reason, because you still got Nerlens Noel, and then you... you you could finesse a center like in today's league you could finesse a center so um it's like i i won't be mad but it's like mm-hmm. we at this point we're still competitive we can make the playoffs we're a small market team so it's not like no, anybody's willingly going to come to OKC so you might as well try to stay competitive get some playoff dollars yeah you might get clapped up by the clippers in round 2 but hot take they can might F around and give the Clippers a series. Well, if they can get everybody out of Clippers, bigs are ass. Very. And Paul George has a pl- bad playoff habit as well. So, In the so, West. In the West, yes. Since, since he's moved to the West, he has literally been a little shaky in the playoffs. That's a dialogue that needs to be occurred because it's, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. And it's not a good thing for the Clippers because you just don't want to have a situation where it's Kawhi bus. Because honestly, I just don't see Montrez Harrell be- being Montrez Harrell come to playoffs. Honestly, that's just me. But hey, uh, OKC looks really good. Um, I don't like. I'm not saying they're gonna be world beaters out here, but they look really good. And and. Mug should be disappointed, aka the Portland Trailblazers, aka San Antonio Spurs, because y'all niggas tweaking hard as hell. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and move towards player dis- disgruntled players or rumor <laughs> trades. Uh, let's go ahead and start with your boy Cat because honestly, you predicted this in an episode some point. Last year, some point last year, you predicted Cat may become unhappy. So I'll let you go ahead and uh, talk about the unhappiness of Cat uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves now. Um, yeah, I I think you I think a person in his stock will want out, and that's just the way it is. So. Uh, it, I don't think, excuse me, I don't think um, there's anything wrong with him. Uh, the Warriors will seem like the best spot for him, especially if they're not letting free, free agency. You you go to the Warriors and you team up with two of the best shooters, and all you got to do is catch boards and be down in the paint. And you can space the floor. Guess what? You can get rid of, you can get rid of Draymond, get that money off your book, and go and, get to, and, and boost up your bench. So, you know, getting cat would be ideal for them. Yeah, I feel you. My thing is, 
I understand, like, it's still rumored. There's nothing clear-cut. Um, but the funny thing is, and this is where I would say it differs from Anthony Davis, because Cat just signed his max contract last year. No, no, not last year. 2018. He's he started the max contract, the, the, the contract this year. So he's getting 27 mil this year. And it's only going to go up, by the way. So he, if he's legit unhappy, you kind of should have saw the, saw it coming like last year, honestly. If you want to be vocal about it, it was probably been last year, but you got what you wanted. You got Jimmy Butler out of there. Come back this year. And it, and you started off really, well, he's still putting up really good stats. It's just the Timberwolves came back down to earth as well along with it. But I would say if you, you decide to sign the five years, you could have did less. You honestly could have did less. If you wasn't feeling this team going to the uh, feathering them long term, because honestly, even last, when you signed the contract, you knew that you was probably going to try to find a way to get Jimmy Butler up out of there eventually, or he wasn't going to be there long term. Nobody's coming to um, Minnesota either, willingly. Let's put it that way. The key word, willingly, except maybe Devin Booker or D'Angelo Russell. And on top of it, the, the Timberwolves have been trying to get them two niggas with him. So, I would at least say the Timberwolves have been trying to put a squad. Been trying. It's just, shit happens. Like, I'm pretty sure they didn't expect uh, the Warriors to outright trade for freaking D'Lo. That's just how I look at it. So, which kind of put a, burst the bubble and also... The fact that Wiggins is still Andrew Wiggins, despite that little two-week stretch he had. AD mm-hmm. and freaking LeBron pick and roll is different. But it's just right now, I feel like he can't outright say, I'm I'm happy. I mean, I'm unhappy because you just signed the five-year contract. You're, you're in it. And a lot of teams right now are not trying to force a move right now either for his contract. Like the Warriors, I, I, the Warriors is legit the only team. I agree. Because, for one, they need a center. You want somebody to put... You need a young piece that at least to ha- be with uh, Steph and even Clay going into the latter years of their career as well. So, I get it why the Warriors would be interested because they should be. They should be because, literally, between this, now this, Giannis, and it was somebody else whose name been associated with the Warriors. Um... Can't even think of that this nigga, but uh, I'm, the Warriors is gonna be superstar hunting, so yeah. I'm not shocked. So, but like honestly, Cat kind of set itself up for failure. He knew what was coming. He should have kind of knew what was coming. But I would say give it time. Like you don't know what you can finesse. What you like literally. Let's just say you can force the uh the Warriors to give you D'Lo. You have your Damn, why did he do him like that? But uh, you can probably force the Timberwolves could probably force D'Lo onto the team, or let's just say, uh, our boy uh Devin Booker eventually gets annoyed with the Suns. I am damn sure that they'll trade 
Wiggins over to the Suns and for quickly just to get Devin Booker with uh his former teammate. So I I I'm not going to really attack the Timberwolves here because I can tell they've been trying. And plus they got well I would say three years before they actually say fuck it. So that's just how I look at it. But it's all rumors right now. It's all speculation. But shout out to the Warriors for making this speculation very loud, though, as well. Yeah, they made that speculation real loud. Because <laughs> literally, the most. They, they just put it out there. Like, see how I'm fighting? Yeah. Continue doing yeah. that. Yeah. So. But yeah, so moving on. Uh, it is rumored that Darren Collis. Well, I won't say it's a rumor because Watch legit said it. Uh, that. Darren Collison is serious about returning back to the NBA, but it's only with the two teams, the LA Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. And honestly, this is honestly one of the, a bigger W more for the Lakers than it will be for the Clippers uh, because I was very high on Darren Collison to go to the Lakers because I knew they needed a point guard, especially after they flipped everybody for AD. Darren Collison fits what they actually really need right now. Another like a score from the perimeter in the guard spot. He's not a horrible defender. He uh, and he can score. Yeah, you're not asking him to sit there and give you freaking twenty. Is he capable of dropping twenty? Yeah, he can. But it's more about give you a consistent fourteen, fifteen. Uh, and he can play the pick and roll with LeBron and AD. So something that the Lakers really need. The Clippers, I think it's just Nick just want to run the ring and probably force. Lakers hand a little bit to probably say you could pay me a little bit more but I honestly uh not shocked by this like when players say I'm leaving for my religion it's most of the time a threat of I just don't feel like playing basketball right now for no trash team so, <laughs> so that's honest how I saw because I think I remember the Bulls was interested uh it was another trash ass team that was trying to go after him. it was like a few trash teams that was he's like i just don't want to play for trash at this point in my career so i'm not honestly mad at him especially since he wasn't gonna stay with the paces after they got brock so but yeah so what's your thoughts on Derek collison uh potential return uh, i don't know if he's saying the clip is just to edge out uh, uh what you would call it to edge out more money yeah. Like, why would you go to the club if they got their guard situation set up unless you just want more depth? Like, Even and then um, somebody said, I think it was uh, Matt Barnes said, oh, the relationship between Darren Collins and what you would call it, uh, Doc Rivers. And I'm like, I guess. What relationship? <laughs> You never played with like, the nigga before. No, I, I guess. Look, man, that's why I said I guess, bro. Um, but, like, I look at this situation as a Lakers get them unless Milwaukee does because they need Milwaukee would be another good option, too. Um, but I don't see – I just don't see the Clippers needing him. And then he would just – it would just give them more depth. I think the Lakers need to go after him, especially since this Rondo experiment is failing. Horribly. Um, so, Horribly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think about. I just think the Lakers need to 
to push and get this man. Yeah, I definitely agree. And the thing is, it don't even need. And this is our literally our the point of the episode. We have to bring up the Lakers or Clippers. Mm. It's unfortunate, but hey, they're the best teams in the league. It's going to happen. But um, okay, somebody's watching the game on my Sling TV account. But uh, hey. probably uh, <laughs> like it was probably somebody. But uh, but yeah, as I was saying though, uh, the Lakers desperately do need like playmaking actual playmaking and not pass the ball playmaking and the Rondo thing even though I have been caping saying well he's shooting well it's at times that nigga is just legit horrible for that team at LeBron times. an asshole <laughs> oh yeah you saw what he did but, uh, that nigga threw it off somebody on the inbound dog what the fuck hey, man, he threw I'm it off stuck. Derek Favors on the inbound G Hey man, Derek Favors could have been a Laker too, but it'd be that way sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> he got paid. Oh, he got paid from. Yeah, I know. Gee, I niggas, niggas cool. say, "Look, man, we ain't waiting for y'all. Y'all niggas want to wait for Kawhi. We gonna get paid. Fuck y'all." <laughs> so y'all want to wait for Kawhi? All right, we, we getting paid. But uh, I, I don't. They I, I'm not fucking squad, man. Yeah, but uh. But yeah, but I know the Lakers are definitely going to be in the market. The Rondo thing is looking like a huge bust. Uh, I was playing with the trade machine uh, a couple of times throughout the week just to see. Uh, shout out to uh, TPJ from Hoops and Brews. He did. I was listening to their podcast, and he actually brought up. And this is probably the if this is the very least the Lakers can probably do. DJ Augustine. He has a very affordable contract. Markel Fultz. He's going to get cooked. Very. Very. He's going to get cooked. But it's more for, I would say, bench reasons than anything. It would be more like, look, I'm we're not about to sit there and start him. Like, at this point, I think we know the Lakers closing lineup will involve a combination of AD, Braun, Kuzma, Danny Green, and whoever's whoever's the hot man between KCP, um, the hot man between KCP, Caruso, Avery Bradley, and insert whatever guy they can replace Rondo with. Yeah. Uh, arguably. So Augustine would be an option. That's then that was the that's the cheap option because you could excuse me. Cause he only gets seven mil and the key is literally just turning Rondo, Quinn Cook into somebody at this point. Cause they those are the affordable contracts. If you want to go all out you get JJ ready. Case P gotta go, but um, yeah. But it's more like unique playmaking than shooting, and I'm not about to sacrifice defense. Even though KCP yep. owns, I mean Kawhi owns KCP soul, but at this point, you may have to live and die with Kawhi killing somebody. You may have to live or die by that. But um, they did bring up DJ Augustine, which wouldn't be a bad option in terms of like he. He has moments where he can go off for like 20, sometimes 30. Remember, he single-handedly outplayed Kyle Lowry that game one in the uh, playoffs last year, um, which led for a crazy dialogue. But um, he's not a horrible option. Derrick Rose, the Pistons is probably about to blow it the fuck up, and that, we'll talk about them shortly. But um, the, you, I will call the Pistons about Derrick Rose. He has yeah. a, he his contract's more affordable than I thought it was. 
I thought he was getting paid a little bit more, but he's another guy where you can use. I right, buy Quinn Cook, buy Rondo. Uh, you may have to you, if at the very worst you may have to give up Ron. I mean Avery Bradley too, and you get uh you get Derrick Rose. Um, oh somebody else. I can't think of them right now, but like those are like two people off the top of my head who I know they can get if they want to play the trademark. And then of course Darren Collins is there. So, but yeah. So, uh, anything you want to add in regards to any other potential players you could see them trying to get? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's our Lakers talk for the uh for the week, and we kept it nice and short for you niggas. Um. Then it is rumored that CJ McCollum might be on a trade market. Should be. Because the Blazers are legit mid. They lost to the Knicks by, I think, over double digits, which is a sin in abomination itself, especially after Melo dropped freaking 26. So you wasted a good Melo game. Like, the Blazers are such a freaking weird-ass team right now. And if they so choose to want to give up CJ McCollum, I won't be mad because... At this point, you just need something new with Dame. It, at this point, it's just I don't think it's just working. And if you can get something for him, I won't. You you may have to try. Get something for CJ because it's just not working anymore. Teams have figured it out, and once again, this goes back to. KD was right on uh, CJ McCollum podcast. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> KD was right. Prophet KD. <laughs> so, like, what's your thoughts on the GL? Because KD was I right. Shoot. KD was right. That's my thoughts. Same as yours. I what yeah. else to say? He, he predicted, like, like, come on. like, And I think that's a lot. I don't know. Like, I think the main objective for most teams is to make money, sell tickets. Of course. Championship second. Uh, that should be honestly your business. Watch, I'm, I'm about to mute myself for two seconds. Give me one second. All right, he well, we're gonna take a little break right here, but in the course of while Daytro's away, yeah, it's like I would say it's important for most teams to make money, of course, because the most important thing in this league is to make money because you are a business. Most of these teams are businesses owned by billionaire, billionaires or groups of millionaires, so. They expect to get some type of money coming out their way, um, but yeah, um, I, but yeah, in terms of the but CJ at this point with the Blazers, they profit really well off making the playoffs, and you're you're fighting for the eighth seed at this point with the uh, Spurs and kind of the Suns. If you can get something to kind of change things, it might work. Yeah, it's just. What can you get, or what will you try to get? Is the question. I don't know. You're trying to get defense. Uh, try to get defense. You can try to get. I think it's defense. You move on from white side. I know you just got him. White side is so. The funny thing is, white side just have a 2020 game tonight too. I still think I still think he will. Um, Agree, especially if the key is if Nurkic comes back healthy. That's the key. Yeah. If Nurkic comes back healthy, 
Um, you move on from that. Cause I think Nurtic got a nice size contract too. Not 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 necessarily a lot of money, but it's it ain't no it, it ain't something that you could be like if he unhealthy that you could just put on a team out of take him. Um, <sighs> trying to think who else. Uh, your bench is atrocious. Very. Um, so it don't CJ help that can you help just boost lost, that up. But you kind of also lost um, Ronnie Hood, though. So I think I think even if you trade, listen to me close. I mm-hmm. think um, even if you get CJ McCollum out the paint, um, uh, and you still are unsuccessful. Um, you're looking to just blowing the whole thing up. Okay. Like, Send Dane think- to a California team like Sacramento. <laughs> <I'd be laughs> G, G, it's so G, not Sacramento, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, G, just not Sacramento. G, Sacramento's probably like the weakest city in Cali. G, the weakest, the weakest. Yeah. But uh, I'm playing around with the trade machine. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can send CJ McCollum to uh, Philly. Hold Who'd on. you get for him? I'm trying to hold on because th- th- with ESPN's, because CJ McCollum has just signed his uh, his extension this year, so I have to toy around. So I have to use a different one. So I'm trying to get to Philly. Can, yes, I'm sending them to Philly. Yes. Okay, what can I get to the 76ers? Okay, there we go. Let's send Josh Richardson. No, it ain't going to work. No, that's sent Tobias Harris. Because you could play Josh Richardson at the four. I mean, at the three, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, do I need to send more money? Hold on, let's see. Let's try and see what works. Hold on. Okay, why did it not work? Tobias Harris can't be traded until January 15th because he was signed as very with 20%. Damn! Damn, he has a trade kicker? Okay. It could possibly work. Yeah. I just got to manipulate the thing. But if I'm, if I'm Philly, I sit there and be like, hey, uh, CJ McCollum sounds really nice. Tobias Harris, you cool and all, but... We need some legit, like, perimeter consistent scoring. And Ben Ooh. Simmons is out here kind of still fucking up our floor, uh, our, uh, floor spacing. So, um, and CJ McCollum can at least take away some point guard duties from this man, too. So, let's try this. It, I feel like it will benefit both teams. Because Philly's just too damn big. They're just too damn big. And the unfortunate part is Tobias Harris is going to go somewhere else, but he got paid. So, he's he'll be fine. But yeah. like he'll be fine. Like gee, you, you, you'll you'll have thirty million dollars in Portland. It's some I don't know if he's married or not, but I'm pretty sure Portland got some bad white holes. <coughs> and hopefully he's a fan of Grey's Anatomy. So, <laughs> and hopefully he's also a fan of Adidas because that's where the headquarters are. So, but um, it's. He, I'm sure he could find something fun to do in Portland. Tobias seems like a Portland guy. So, um, 
it was, it's something if I'm the if I would look at. And then even I feel like the magic now that Jonathan Isaac, who recently had a he has a very bad knee sprain. He said he might be out like a month and a half to two months. Uh oh. and he was another guy who could've who was in most improved contention. If I'm the magic, I would seriously consider all right, Evan Fonier, bye. Yeah. By Evan Fournier, um, shoot, we've been Mobamba. We don't know what to, to do with you. Maybe send you to Portland might be something nice. And we'll take CJ. It might. It, I feel like it helped both teams. Like they really, even though in a way the Magic's gonna do a Dame CJ thing with Mark Kellen, but it's something you want to at least try to do changes things up a little bit so it's just some thoughts and with the cj thing is more of a rumor but uh let's go to the legit- i don't even think that's a rumor though it's, it's not working what, what would you yeah, it's not working for? i agree but it's not like it's not like you know i'm just saying like i don't i think it, it will be dumb on portland if they not even thinking about seeing what they can get for him agree you keep dame because dame is your superstar what is cj i like him. what do you see they got a podcast it um. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mad at it. Like, I'm, I'm sure they have to listen at this point. Like, you added mellow, and things haven't gotten as better as you thought it would be. And it's not like the mellow experiment's failing. Like he's hooping. He's hooping. Mm. It's just maybe you just need to freshen things up, where something that's been sitting there for so long just needs to change. And it's probably time for it to change. And it's not a bad thing at all. It's not a bad thing at all. So, um, something hopefully they take serious. Um, Because it might actually get them to the playoffs this year. They're not out the picture, but I feel like a tweak of some kind with that team will benefit them so much. Um, But... Let's go ahead and talk about a team that's just saying we're not even tweaking it no more. We're probably just about to blow this shit up. Uh, the Detroit Pistons uh, <laughs> uh, looking like a damn Detroit freaking uh, junkyard right now over there. The Pistons yep. are legit ass. Let's just keep it G all the way. We thought they were going to make the playoffs, but the Bulls have a better record than them right now. And that is unfortunate. Uh, Detroit is 12-23 12, 12 right now. On a three-game losing streak, they lost two of their last 18. Uh, Blake Griffin Kent is, as I would say, uh, how Pappy Hoop and Bruce would always say, Blake is hurt, and the niggas stay hurt. And if he can't stay on the court, we might as well try to get your hurt ass up out of here too. But they are legit blowing, looking like it's blowing it up, and they're going to start with Andre Drummond, uh, who's on the last year of his contract. He is seeking to get paid again uh, this offseason. Uh, I don't know who's going to. Hopefully, nobody's dumb enough to give him max, but I wouldn't be mad at him getting the money I feel like he deserves. He should be in that 20 mil category, honestly. But um, he, somebody's going to pay Andre Drummond. But the purpose of it all is Andre Drummond's legit on a trade block. Once and, But I wouldn't even just put that on just Andre Drummond. I'm sure Blake Griffin is up there, too. And unfortunately, Derrick Rose, you, you your ass may be gone too, but you've actually been the best player on this team consistently. So that's a feat in itself. Mm-hmm. 
But um, but it's rumored that the Hawks are very aggressive. Are one of the few teams that's been outright aggressive for Drummond, which is good to hear. And the more I like, me and Tyler talked about it. Uh, and at, like the first thought of it, I'm like, it makes no sense, especially since you have John Collins. Um, and but watching the Hawks play, who said against, John Collins probably beat up? Thing is, look, no key. I'm not trade. Look, if I'm John Collins involved, in, if John Collins is involved, really good. if John Collins just had a game where he had 32 and 12, he just right, got back bro. from doing HGH. That was his problem. Well, like it helped. Yeah, it helped. <laughs> nigga, nigga had the game where he was 32, but then he, I think he had he left the game against the Celtics with back spasms. But watching them, but actually just watching them against the Celtics because I'm glad they actually played because that gave me a chance to actually watch them. It will help so much if Trey Young did have uh, Andre Drummond to uh, catch some of his brick threes because sometimes he'd just be chucking shit. Or if he had somebody and if you watch the last few moments of that uh, Celtics-Hawks game, Trey Young was running pick and roll with Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn's not horrible. I dragged Alex Lynn to win a championship with my Pelicans team on my league on 2K19. Shout out to him. But, um, but I'm sorry, G. Andre Drummond is way better than Alex Lynn. Way better. It was just, my problem is, do I, it's just with the Hawks, you're already legit the worst team in the league. I would feel bad for Andre Drummond to go to the worst team in the league. Yeah. I would just feel bad for him because it's like I'm sure he just wants to win. There was he has he has led that Pistons team to the playoffs as the best player a few times. I think two or three times. You know there were eight seven seeds. You still got to respect it. I think Andre Drummond just wants to win. Now I think. Him, he, if he was to stay with the Hawks, if he was to get flipped to the Hawks, because literally the Hawks is the only team mentioned, but and that's the only team I think legit needs a center, because uh, a lot of teams are just decent at that position. The Clippers will be an undercard as well, but um, but if the Hawks are serious, if you do keep decide to keep John Collins, um, because if I'm the Pistons. If I don't get John Collins, I feel like I'm wasting my time in this. But if that's the case, you also get rid of Blake Griffin because they kind of play very similar. Um, is do I pay? Because things you have to overpay Drummond to them for him to stay. Uh, it's just a uh, will Andre Drummond legit turn us into a legit contender that we thought Muggs was thought we were going to be this year? That would be my question that would hinder me from actually making the trade. Because you're getting rid of most of your young guys. Even though Cam Reddish has been mid. DeAndre Hunter has also been mid. Um, literally, I was looking at that team. The only nigga shooting over 45% is Trey Young. DeAndre Hunter's averaging 12 while shooting below freaking uh, 35% from the field goal range. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> Also, Jabari Parker might end up in Detroit too if this trade happens, and he's actually been hooping. So I give Jabari Parker that credit. 
But point of it all is, I kind of feel bad for my boy Drummond. I really do. But uh, your thoughts? Oh, you kind of hit the nail on the head. And look, you you the league pass guy. All right? I ain't watching no Hawks down the league. <laughs> I like my brain too much. Now I, I, I now I watch some wrestling events and stuff. One thing I ain't gonna do. I ain't watching the Hawks down the league pass. I, the reason it's the I Hawks say, and Celtics, man. So who are you watching? One good team. <laughs> nah, <saying>. bro. Uh, <laughs> Uh, nah, nah, I don't think it's it. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. I don't think it's it. Um, I personally don't think Drummond should go there. I think Drummond would probably be good. Probably if I would say this for contender need now, you get him, and then you kind of do like a you get him and then leave him. You'd be like, thank you. Clippers have a rebound problem. That's better defense. Unbeatable at that point. Uh, and that's if you have a win now mentality. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of something else. Um, any other teams? No, I don't really, like, because the contenders are really slim. It's like only four in general, like legit only four. Um, and I don't see, like, I don't see anybody needing him. Probably been a young team. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is really weird. I can't, he is a connect because he's not like a, and this is not like a um, a, a jab at like drama or something, but he is not like a player you clear the books for. Agreed. Yeah, it's not like a player you like. All right, he's on. You have to have him. He can make any team great, but he's not like a. All right, we gotta have him. Uh, uh, uh. I don't. I, we, we, he can take us over the book. I mean, uh, over the uh, the hump type player, but. I don't know. He probably he probably best suited for unless you send him to like Toronto or something. Mm-hmm. And then that's a that's a you give him somebody because Mark Gasol is not going to give you Mark Gasol games. Yeah, Mark Gasol got stronger. that ring and was like, "All right, bro." <laughs> All right, yeah. bro. So you you um you probably can go to. Mm-hmm. You, you can ship him to the Bulls, and you can be able to get a young one in one car to join. Look, man, uh, he'll probably what? Legit, no, not in. I meant that in like. Look, he'll go to the Bulls and legit probably average twenty and twenty because legit each time he plays the Bulls, he gets twenty and twenty. So Lord knows what he does in the actual Bull uniform. So it's a thought. Um, and them just my thoughts. I really can't see no like team really using him because all the great, all the. Good teams, except for the Clippers, have huge. Like Milwaukee, will there would be an even more like spacing problem. Well, they don't have a bad spacing problem. You know what I mean? Like a, there's no point of us even. Yeah, Drummond would just Drummond, and people forget Drummond is huge. He's six eleven, two eighty. That's a big ass nigga. 
So he's mm-hmm. already taking up space. So that's another problem. He just he takes up space, and and thing is, we're not slandering Drummond. He's we know mm-hmm. he's really good. He's a multi-time All Star. Each time that uh, the Olympics come around, he's the go-to center. So the, that they always bring along. So I would say I would say if they can't make the trade with. If I'll be if I'm drumming, I'll say I I wanna wait and to see how my market gonna look. But if I'm my the Pistons, I want to get something for yeah. him. That's the Yeah, thing. but the fuck you gonna get for him. That's why like I in a way the Hawks is probably the best team to to call because they have young people you can take. Like if even if the Hawks sit there and say, by no means we're giving we're not giving up John Collins and Trey Young Okay, but here's Cam Reddish. Here's um, DeAndre Hunter. Here's um, take Jabari Parker and take. Please, by God, take Chandler Parsons' contract, please, because his contract is just sitting there. It's sitting there, laughing at teams. G. So take all of that. We'll take Drummond. If he leaves, fuck. If not, it. it if he stays. We have something that we have a we have a really solid veteran big to work with Trey Young and John Collins, so exactly, we could yeah. sneak and be an eight seven seed and all of that. Also, if I'm the Pistons, if the Clippers call me, give me motherfucking Montrez Harrell or leave us the fuck alone. Take it because I, this is one thing I'm competing this on the podcast. Montrez Harrell is going to get a max contract for somebody. Somebody's going to max him out. And they're going to regret it. But I know the Clippers damn sure ain't about to do it. I know they not. Because for one, you're L.A. You're not about to sit there. You're you're the the little brother L.A. team. You're not about to sit there and max out Montrez Harrell. Be stuck with that damn, stuck with him. Be, and not get better over the course of that five-year contract. And potentially $150 million, million dollars. No, I'm just not. If I'm the Pistons, yeah, go ahead. Fuck it. Ain't, ain't nobody coming here. So, it's so weird. And then on top of it, if, you, if you're serious about trading Drummond, you're pretty much at this point, without outright admitting it, you're trying to blow it up. Blake Griffin's on the market. Where do you send him? Because you got to remember, he has a $200 million contract. Ain't no way to send Blake Griffin. That nigga stuck. I feel. <laughs> like, the Clippers did that man so dirty, bro. They sent that man to Detroit. It's like them niggas was Notre Dameus or some shit. They, they sent that nigga Detroit. He has bad knees. You sent a nigga with bad knees to cold ass Detroit. It's like they just knew he was. I, not ass. Being as good as once was. That and also that his knees are shot. They sent the man to Detroit with bad knees. Any, like we all know an old head who hates being in Chicago because they know it's about to be cold because their knees hurt. That is Blake Griffin. When winter comes, Blake Griffin's outright useless because he can't play. His knee hurt. It's unfortunate, but there's really no team for Blake Griffin. 
It's really no nah. team for them, man. Like you can't wow, like like you can't send them. No, you can't send them the Pacers. No, because I mean Sabonis, dang, they have. And the thing is, some of the teams that make sense, he has a similar skill set to a player similar to him on that team. So it's like, why Ooh. risk it? Like the Pacers, no. Sabonis, him and play similar, no. Um. If I was the Knicks, I'll do it just for play. Fuck it. It's a name. They might want to see Blake yeah. Griffin barely jump over people, but hey, it's it's cute. But you have 45 power forwards already who all play similar to Blake Griffin. Julius Randle is literally a less athletic Blake Griffin. Ooh. Um, shoot. Let's see. I... Denver kind of makes sense. Kind of. But why get rid of Paul no, Millsap? I, I, even if that, I still think he clogs up the paint more than Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap at least yeah. can stretch the floor. I think Paul Millsap's shooting like close to 40% from three this year. Or over 40%. I'm going to double check that to make sure I'm accurate. But I remember hearing he's shooting a ridiculous amount from three this year. Let's see. 43% from three. 44% to be exact. That nigga shooting. So it was like... So it was like he stretches the floor. Blake Griffin ain't stretching the floor. Also, it's cold in Denver. Blake Griffin can't stretch the floor. You mean drum it? Huh? Blake Griffin can't stretch the floor. You mean drum it? No, Blake Griffin... Well, he can't stretch the floor to the level of a Paul Millsap. Like, Blake Griffin can shoot, but it's not like... Oh yeah, like he could give me forty four percent from three. I'm sorry, I'm not getting rid of forty four percent from three if I'm a contender. I need that. I need all of that. <laughs> um, somebody's about to get whipped at your house. Um, would you, if you're Popovich, you're desperate? Do you flip DeRozan for Blake Griffin? Who Popovich? I'm desperate. If I'm no. Popovich, I'm desperate. Do you flip the road? Get somebody better for him. <laughs> get Drummond. Yeah, <laughs> I can get Drummond. What's the point of like the Rosen? I'm not gonna say as much as I hate saying. As much as I don't care, I mean, you can get you what you need. Um. Uh. So, I think you keep him. Okay. Uh, when is DeRozan up? DeRozan, this he's in the final year of his contract. Oh yeah, you might have to get rid of folks too. That's why I said DeRozan, not Aldridge. Oh man, you might <laughs> talking weird, man. Shit, I, I hate to be in one of these. Is he performing? No, flip that nigga. Is he performing? No, flip him. Fuck it. But yeah, um, like Blake legit has probably one of the. It's it's like okay, at the time, giving Blake Griffin two hundred million dollars is that to me was a little wild at the time. But mm-hmm. but at the time before the Clippers flipped him. 
because they just flipped him out of nowhere. They just sent that man to Detroit like bye. Um, he was playing really good. He was playing really good. His knee was bothering him, but he was playing really good. I think he was freaking posting like twenty five. Like he was posting day in the MVP type numbers on Blake Griffin with the Clippers before they flipped him. But so then now he can barely stay on the court. You're stuck with a two hundred million dollar contract for three uh, for three more years. You fucked. Because he, it's the problem. It's it's just the problem is he's not going to be on the court. That's my problem. I don't know if he's going to be on the court. Mm-hmm. If I want to deal with that, I just freaking have Joel Embiid on my team. But at least I know I can low manage him. I take Kawhi. It's just Blake mm-hmm. Griffin just has arguably may have one of the worst contracts in the league right now because not because he can't hoop. But because he just can't play. Worse than a league. In terms of like, let's just put it like this: one of the worst in terms of stars. All stars, okay. be specific. Let's put it that way. All star. Because he's it's it's a two hundred million dollar contract. Like, gee, it's a super max. It's one of the worst because you're stuck with it. Uh, John Wall still be too. Yeah, John Wall did tear his Achilles. I, but then again, I think John Wall off of Achilles might be better than uh, Blake Griffin and knee tendonitis. So, that's just me looking at it. But hey, it is what it is. But the Pistons is blowing it up. Um, just... Wait, you said John Wall off of Achilles better than Blake Griffin and tendonitis. John Wall just not off of Achilles. He's off of Achilles tear. That he re-injured that he haven't played he two re-injure. years in the league. He didn't re-injure. And he it, was already and, hurt. I think he had something then, wrong with his foot. And then, he and then with that, like you said, he was already injured. So he wasn't playing as much when he was there. Without two years being in the league, uh, 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 can't shoot. Because I'd rather have Blake Griffin than I had John Wall. And athleticism. And he wasn't even able to press Stephen A. Smith when Stephen A. Smith was going at his head. I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one. That that might be a legit tough one. Who whose contract might be one of the worst right now? I think it's John Wall. Didn't John Wall get more than him? Well, John Wall, I think, got his a year later. Let me let's 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 look it up. John Wall contract. Let's see. Four year hundred seventy million dollars. Hold on, let's just let's use spot rack. Shout to spot rack because you guys always got it with the contracts. Um, do 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 do. Yeah, four year, hundred seventy one million dollar contract. Um, Jesus Christ, this man's about to get is literally getting thirty eight million dollars to sit at home, forty one million to sit at home, forty four million dollars. Well, he ain't gonna be sitting home next year, but gee, he's getting money. He ain't gonna be sitting home next year. No, he should be back next year. I'm just, I tweet. But dang, that nigga's getting $41 million. Shit. How much is Blake Griffin contract again? Blake Griffin contract. <laughs> it's just the fact John Wall about to get 40, $41 million next year. And, and that is wild. Oh, they actually got the same contract. 
It's just Blake got his earlier. So his is not going to be as much. In terms of value, it's the same. But in terms of what they get in yearly, it's different. Um, mm. Yeah, Blake ain't even touching close to $40 million in that contract. But um, the problem in itself is both got horrible contracts that you just I wouldn't want to take. Like next year, Blake Griffin's getting $36 million. And if you trade him, oh wait, he already got hit with the trade kicker, so you can't. So the trade kicker ain't going to even activate even more. So you're kind of good as a team. It's just a simple fact of: Do I want to give this man thirty six million dollars to play arguably fifty games? And he's not Kawhi Leonard. If I I could play Kawhi fifty Kawhi fifty games, I know I'm at least going to be in the playoffs somehow. <laughs> we're winning those. We're going to at least win forty-five of those fifty games he's playing. So, but yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, John Wall's contract is worse. It's just Blake Griffin is. I don't know. This is messed up situation. I mean, if, shit, you might have to fire your medical staff. <laughs> you said what? Bad for. Fire your medical staff. And Detroit, because why is that nigga that like hurt? See, he's like, his knees was it? hurting then it, with the Clippers. That's why they flipped him. I'm just saying, I understand that, but I'm like, you probably, if you know this going into that, you probably should be able to, you know, find a way to make him useful. Uh, and look, G, he probably, he has knee tendonitis. There's nothing he's doing against knee tendonitis, G. His knees just hurt. And he's in cold ass mm-hmm. Detroit. He could legit tell when it's about to snow. That's how bad his knees are, probably. <laughs> He's like, it's about to snow in a couple of days. I ain't playing. Just letting y'all know. Fuck. But hey, uh, but yeah. So all I ask of the Detroit Pistons, please, if you do decide to blow it up, send Derrick Rose somewhere nice, please. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Just send Derrick Rose somewhere nice. That's that's all I would like. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to wrestling. Uh, wrestling has been pretty interesting this past week. Um, we're just going to quickly breeze, breeze through this one part. Laura Sullivan loves dick. Um, sick bastard. Um, but yeah. Wow. Anything you want to, regard, anything you want to say in regards to that? No. All right. Cool. Um, filthy bastard. Uh, but yeah, so Laura Sullivan did delete his Twitter in the midst of this. Uh, he, and you want to know why, uh, just search Lars Sullivan on Twitter um, or Google. You, it, the search results might creep you out, but it'll let you know why I said what I said. Um, and let's just go ahead and recap this past week in wrestling. Um, Raw, uh, Raw was pretty good this past week. Highlights of Raw off the top of my head. Uh, the return of Samoa Joe and Ring. Uh, was well not in ring, but in terms of just he's back in action. He's finally cleared, but it was pretty obvious after uh last week when he got beat up by <laughs> AOP and uh Seth Rollins beat the daylights out of him. But uh, but it's good to see some old Joe back. He came back to a good pop, helping Kevin Owens against the uh the evil known as AOP and Seth Rollins. So that's good to see. Uh, anything you want to add in regards to that? Uh yeah, I'm happy to see some more Joe back. Uh man, I, WWE 
Just... You said what? I would just love to see Samoa Joe with a belt around his waist, man. Don't we? Uh, I'll show it. Don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? No, nah, I'm. I'm just saying, like I. I'm. I'm happy back. Just feel like that. I'm happy back. Yeah, great. Uh, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy also gave us another slap match. Love to see it. Uh, Alistair Black mm. won, of course. Um, what else happened on Raw? Uh, Charlotte and Natalya actually had a really, really good match, by the way. Um, I want to make sure I'm not forgetting nothing before we get to that very interesting end to Raw. Um, <laughs> so Raw ended uh with the marriage of the, I guess not they, it wasn't technically clear, but the wedding of Bobby Lashley and uh. Lana. Also, Bob Lash is no longer Big Lord after this segment. Uh, he's no longer going to be the almighty Vice Lord Bobby Lashley until Leo Rush comes back to his side. And that's not going to happen anytime soon. But, with that being said, uh, the segment itself was very interesting. Uh, wild. Cringy. But also very... It had... Paul Heyman written all over it. This is one of those times where you can just see, I will, as I would like to call it, the the stereotypical wrestling fan, the type of shit that they ask to see, but they get mad when you see it. Let's put it that way. Because mm. you can never satisfy them. This is shit that y'all want. This is shit y'all like. This is no random moments. This is bullshit. But, um... It was cringy. Uh, very cringy. Uh, Liv Morgan did reappear, which is good. She looked nice. Uh, that outfit was kind of trash, but it was nice to see Liv Morgan back. Um, I guess at, in the sense to be Lana's ex-lesbian lover. And Rusev proceeded to come beat the daylights out of him, and then yeah, that's how it Raw ended. Your thoughts? <laughs> ah. Uh, there is no faults for me. I just think um that I just think that um WWE is not going for a good storyline with this storyline. If they mm-hmm. are, then Paul Heyman should retire. Okay. But I think he's going for legit a Jerry Springer storyline. Agree. It's just, it's just what the heck every time you look at the TV. And with him doing that, shoot, probably bring more. It, it, it's doing numbers on YouTube. They work, They care about trending, if it's good Agreed. or bad. Agreed. That's the thing. Control, whatever you got, let me get some. That's the thing. Uh, and I don't think, uh, I don't think they're trending in a valid direction. I just think people who going to hate on WWE are going to hate on even more. Of course. So, you know, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. 
Like, I agree. But, like, like I said, it was cringy. It yeah, wasn't the blood. worst thing of the world. Like, we've legit seen worse. And it's just keeping it. You know, my faintest memory of SmackDown is when Vince McMahon kissed Rakishi in the ass. See? Also, my other, another is when Rakishi went against Kurt Angle. And when he found out, when Kurt Angle found out he was going against Rakishi, Rakishi proceeded to walk out the stall after taking a big dump. And we all knew yes. Kurt Angle was going to get stink faced. And I think he threw up after that. He did. He definitely so, did. Like, we all remember that. Trust me, I'm not that old. And those are all Paul Hammond SmackDown moments, by the way, people. So that's the type of shit we get. So, um, but yeah, exactly. it, like it was cringy. Could have been worse. But shout out to those people on Twitter, though, who predicted that Liv Morgan was going to come back as Rusev's side girl, side girlfriend, or crazy uh, new lover. Shout out to those people that predicted it. Because you, you guys kind of understand wrestling. Or at least have a decent idea of what could potentially happen. But yeah, but overall, Raw was decent. Um, We get Brock Lesnar back this upcoming week. So we get to see Brock Lesnar. Cool. So that's going to draw ratings to something that's already drawing ratings either way. Um, But yeah, um, NXT pretty much did a recap episode. So they showed the top five, I think it was what, top five, top ten <laughs> matches of the, uh, the year. So uh, they necessarily didn't have an episode. The ones that was an hour. There we go. <laughs> they recap what wasn't an hour. Um, so that kind of made me watch a little bit of AEW. Why? Because I haven't watched AEW in probably four weeks. So I was like, Ooh. F it. It's not going to kill me. And the first thing I noticed when I saw AEW well, one first thing I noticed when I was watching AEW was when the hell did they hire Taz? So, oh uh, yeah, they and the funny Taz. thing is that Wednesday I was thinking about, yo, I wonder what Taz is doing right now, and the fact that literally I turned to AEW and that nigga's on AEW with Jim Ross, I was like, gee, is this 2005 again? But it be that way sometimes, but uh. Only thing I really recall off AEW, I really didn't watch a lot, honestly. I watched uh, John Moxley beat somebody up, and then uh, Sammy Guevara popped up, and pretty much uh, led to Jericho popping up on the big screen, saying, "Hey, I want you to join the inner circle. I'm gonna give you 49 percent of the of ownership of the inner circle and a Ford Mustang." That for one tells you all you need to know how much AEW has in tank if they think the best they can offer John Moxley is a Ford Mustang. But uh, this storyline where, because I've been trying to pay attention briefly of what's the major storylines of AEW. Uh, Moxley is like the main, that Jericho's trying to recruit John Moxley to join the inner circle, which of course is the stereotypical A. Um, check it out. Uh, Moxley, you're going to fight Jericho for the belt really soon storyline. Yeah, and I think that's the right way to go to give that belt to Moxley. I don't yeah. even think Jericho Tuttle would even consider us. Yeah, it's like right. Jericho's mid. Yeah, it, it's mid. And the thing is, it's mid because I feel like they haven't really threw the right people to help make the title reign respectable. And that's mm-hmm. my main problem with it. Like, let's just, and this goes back to the win record thing, win loss record thing. 
when you gave Jericho that belt, I would expect him to immediately fight. Okay, he beat Hangman Page for it. Cool. Hangman Page is respectable. He fought Cody for the belt. Okay, Cody runs the company, but Cody's respectable. I would at least, the next person I would expect it would have been Kenny Omega. No. They give him a Darby Allen. Who the fuck is Darby Allen? They give him freaking Jungle Boy. Who the f cares about Jungle Boy? I'm sorry. So, in the midst of this, now you give John Moxley. Now it's like, okay, but I will, it will feel weird to give him Moxley because he really hasn't done nothing. But hey, I feel like it's dude. He beat Kenny Omega in the uh, quote unquote death. Shout out to J.R. Bang for saying that John Moxley went to AEW to bleed because they each had, and have death matches. Uh, but that's a different subject. Oh, no, right. That's literally why he went there. Um, but yeah, and then I actually watched Goldust fight Sammy Guevara uh, and Jake Hager races ass, who hates children, by the way, popped up and interfered, and Sammy Guevara won. Uh, and then this is why I legit cut off, and I officially have... I was pro MJF when I started paying attention to AEW. I felt like he was, he reminded me of Heel Miz in a way. But watching this segment legit made me realize, bro, I just, you're just corny. And being corny as a heel should not ever, I should never feel like you're corny as a heel. It it just makes me, it just rubs me the wrong way. Especially if you're like a pompous asshole uh, heel. I just can't rock with it. The fact that literally I just, like I lost all, res- I won't say all respect. But I just lost all interest in MJF's character just sucks. And I don't know where this big oversized hulking bodyguard came from. And dude name is Warlow. Only cool thing about folks is the fact that he has a freaking, uh, what you'll call it. I can't even think of it now, but literally his name's Warlow. So yeah. After I cut it off, so I don't know what they'll happen. But uh overall if I had to give this episode AW a ranking, it will be one it will be two stars. And that was mainly because of Chris Jericho popping up. Um but yeah, so and also they still need to really get better music people by the way, because a lot of that music is tr- thing music is trash. Um and then SmackDown I watched a little I watched the in- like the last hour of SmackDown. SmackDown was really good. Also, uh, her Sasha Banks helped helped uh, give Lacey Evans a decent little uh, match as well. So shout out to Sasha Banks, of course, because that's the GOAT. Uh, well, my GOAT in terms of women's wrestling. Be that way sometimes. But hey, if you're mad, tough titty. But, uh, but yeah, uh, they teased Daniel Bryan and uh, Roman teasing a potential. Uh, WrestleMania match, so I kind of like the little inklings they're throwing out of here at us. Uh, because if Daniel Bryan beats the Fiend, which I highly doubt, this uh, at the Royal Rumble, and Roman wins the Rumble, we get Daniel Bryan for, and Roman Reigns at Mania. I would love to see that, by the way. I would love that. But chances of getting that, I'm not buying much stock into that right now. But um. Too early to see what's going on, but uh, overall, uh, SmackDown was pretty good. Uh, ended with, um, oh yeah, wait, no, before that, uh, the Miz beat up Kofi Kingston, and they go backstage. The interview lady, I don't know who the hell she is. Um, 
goes to the men's locker room and John Morrison pops up. And also, with that being said, I just want everybody to know our homeboy extra was very wrong. Where's Charlie Murphy at? Wrong. Wrong. He was wrong. Wrong, my nigga. Because he said he was going to go back to NXT and join the Undisputed Era just so he could slow-mo and throw the U up of Undisputed Era. Does that sound cool? Yes. Well, I wanted to see it. No. And I'm glad that it didn't happen. So, Extra, if you listen to this, I will make you actually listen to this point at the one hour, 30 minute point. I want you to listen. And I want you to know that you was wrong, my nigga. And it makes me happy to know that you was wrong. But, anyway, John Morrison pops up and says, uh, hey, looking out for boy Miz. So, it's good. So, we're actually going to see Miz and John Morrison back as a tag team. To fight the New Day. So it gives New Day some new people to fight at least. Because I'm tired of seeing them fight the Revival. I am tired of it, honestly. Sick of it. Um, and, that's not, and, the, not, and the thing is, the match is slap. I'm just tired of seeing them go against each other. It's it's um, it's enough. Um, but yeah, then we get the main event where uh, Dan Bryan and Roman Reigns fights Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler for the 45th time. And... Uh, Decent match ends with the Fiend getting involved, and then uh, Roman Reigns getting jumped by Dolph Ziggler and King Corbin for the forty for the forty seventh time. Um, and but he gets saved by the Usos who make their grand return, and yeah, that's how SmackDown ended, man. With Usos back, so a lot of so shot SmackDown actually. I was kind of right on the John Morrison the SmackDown thing as well, uh, but I'm glad to see the Usos on SmackDown as well. Uh, I'm shocked, but it's kind. Of, I'm glad to see it because it gives. Like Roman needs people with the Baron Corbin situation. I'm tired of seeing them get jumped and then dog food cans pop up. But yeah, but your <laughs> thoughts on SmackDown? It's cool. I think it's Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anytime a show is ran smoothly. That's a good show, my book. The AEW man, but um, AEW NXT. Anytime it's run, it's a good show. So, agree. Definitely agree with that. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, we'll roll into the Rumble season. So, get a lot to really quick pick. Who win the Rumble? It's as Five, of right now. Four, if I have to say three, right now, two, Roman Reigns. One. I'm going Kevin Owens. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. It's either or. Those are my top two picks as of right now, just looking at it. So. Well, a sleeper pick, fucking Allison Black. Go! Definitely a lovely sleeper pick. Or Matt Riddle. Yeah, because NXT is still a factor, and it is rumors buzzing that Matt Riddle might get called up. So, wait and see. Yeah. But uh, he's in the uh, Dusty Road class, so he might actually might get might not get called up. So. He's he's teamed up with whom? I forgot. They just threw him on there with somebody random. Hold on, Matt Riddle, Dusty Road. I think it was Pete Dunn. Yeah, it's Pete Dunn. Yeah, I think yeah. So, honestly, arguably, they look like the favorite to freaking win. Um, <laughs> just off that alone. But uh, definitely looking forward to Dust. Dust Road Class is always pretty fun. Just so we can just talk about who's in it. Um, 
they separate based on NXT UK and uh, NXT. Undisputed yeah. Era on the NXT side, Forgotten Sons, uh, Matt Riddle, and Pete Dunne, and Kushida in a mystery partner. As of right now, my money is kind of on Velveteen Dream on that. Uh, and then for the uh, NXT UK side. And I Wait, know, say it again? For the NXT side, Undisputed Era, Forgotten Sons, Matt Riddle, and Pete Dunne, and Kushida in mystery partner. Who I think might be Velveteen Dream. Oh, okay. I I was I thought you said Velveteen Dream was gonna be in there. I was talking, I'm like, huh? <laughs> That's I, just like huh. I don't know who who like if if just if it's a mystery partner, anything mystery at this point, I'm just throwing Velveteen Dream out there because I think he's due <laughs> to return by now. So, and mm-hmm. then uh. On the NXT UK side, and I don't know not a single soul of these niggas. Uh, James Drake uh, and Zach Gibson of Grizzled Young Veterans. That is a very UK ass name, by the way. Very freaking UK. Um, then the U- NXT UK tag team champs of Wolfgang and Mark Coffey of Gallus. That's the actual name of this team, is Gallus. The fuck is a Gallus? And Imperium, of course, the uh, them legendary ass niggas. They got the coldest name and probably wrestling right now in terms of a tag team. Like that just sounds cold. Uh, and then Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. So, yeah. So that's the Dusty Rose Classic. When does this start again? They don't really say when does it start. Uh, I don't know. They ain't say when it starts, but it should be starting soon. Uh. And before we get to, matter of fact, I just talk about this outright. Uh, so Sports Illustrated said uh, dropped their super wrestling superstar of the year, and it was John Moxley. And this is arguably one of the biggest caps of the year, uh, because in terms of picking people in terms of wrestling for the year, I don't know what John Moxley has done. To be considered superstar of the year, I guess because he was a federal hot agent. I guess still, he ain't do nothing. He ain't moved the needle. He ain't do a a damn thing. He ain't do nothing. So I'm, I'm, I'm as confused. I don't think he did anything to say. Like I don't do nothing because. But I don't think he. Okay, in terms of what, okay, people who won wrestler of the year, I'm sure I don't feel like picking out every single news source that picked their own. But I'm pretty sure we've seen most of the nominees been consistently been Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole, Seth Rollins. Pretty sure some Daniel Bryan's in there. Uh, somebody else they can't. I'm, trying to think of them arguably i wouldn't be shocked if chris jericho has been mentioned because it's just that fact kenny omega's probably been mentioned uh it's somebody else they just i can't think fucking of fucking becky there like, we go becky lynch is in there like, i'm sure and I, sasha I, banks so just seven people right there who i w- who literally would have picked before i even thought of thinking of john moxley oh that's who i was thinking of Kofi Kingston. Uh, that's eight. 
If you want to be a ding dong, you can throw Brock in there. He was my, even though I picked him arguably to be my wrestler of the year, but different uh-huh. situation. But it's other people you could have thought of immediately before he says, "Oh yeah, I'm picking John Moxley." He ain't do nothing. Like he went to Not New Japan, team. didn't really do much. Can't do much honestly because this contract with AEW says, "Hey, anything New Japan does in America, you can't do here." You can work over there, boy. And then on AEW side of things, he hasn't done nothing that I haven't seen him do in WWE. Just difference is it's just death matches and he bleeds. Get to say fuck you too. And that too. That's not really anything different. And if I'm gonna keep yeah. it G, and if I'm gonna keep it all the way buck, Chris Jericho has done more for AEW. Just this year alone, just the first in its exception than John Moxley has. Mm. Like honestly, Chris Jericho is probably the main ratings bringer if we're gonna keep it a buck. And I'll probably give MJF some credit too, solely because he's so goddamn polarizing right now. People just want to just know what the hell he's gonna do. So. Like when I think of AEW, I know John Moxley's there, but when he pops up, it's not like, oh my gosh, John Moxley. <laughs> That's just how I look at it. That's just me. So, but Sports Illustrated, when it comes to wrestling, like if I recall, they might be associated with Turner. So, I guess. <laughs> That's just me looking at it. But, that shit, um, Cap. I just think it's Adam Cole. Had the best matches. Yep. Had the, one of the better matches on a big four pay-per-view with fucking Pete Dunne. And he wasn't... It wasn't even thought of how that great... War Games match. Every match he had since he had that belt. Slap. Awesome character work. Slap. Like, mm-hmm. there hasn't been a time where he didn't, like... Everything he did didn't... I'm not here for that uh job. I ain't got no I ain't here for that Me neither. Yeah, like like this describes everything here. Give you these caps then. We know you capping. We know you capping. I got all right, what color you want? Mm-hmm. Man, I got a fresh air cup. No, nah, put a cap on you cap! Nah. You cap, bro. It be that way sometimes, but hey. Um but yeah, like sorry G. John Moxley shouldn't be in the conversation. He has not done nothing worthy in 2019 to be in the conversation, but bleed. And if that's the case, you can watch, you go on the WWE Network right now, type in Ric Flair in any random stipulation or match if you want to see bleeding. Mm. Plain and simple. Danny Green hit five threes and got 20 points in the fourth half. Hey, Danny Green was hooping that, they was hooping their ass up in that uh, first half. But, um, Shout out to him. And then LeBron has nine assists. <laughs> well, he still only got four points. Nine. Oh, nine, nine. Cool. That's yeah. good. Look, when AD is sitting there hooping, I think LeBron says, look, man, I'm going to get my, uh, I'm going to f- finesse 20 somehow. But uh, if AD's on his path to 40, LeBron's going to get 20 somehow. Just, he lets the man cook. Uh, at this point, anybody but Rondo playing point guard. Um. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, yeah, but before we end the episode, I do. Uh, I don't think you. I don't. Did you watch the Nation of Domination Table for Three yet? No. Oh, okay. Well, I encourage everybody to at least watch it, especially if you are a black person watching. I mean, listen to our podcast. Watch the Table Three with the Nation of Domination. I found it really good, insightful in terms, especially. Because we can at least say right now, wrestling is probably the best in terms for black wrestlers. Like, especially this current period. It, even you could argue, like, the past decade has been a definitely good increase for actual decent, good black wrestlers. Uh, and that's just not even that's outside of WWE as well. Um, but in terms of just hearing some of the OGs like Adilo Brown, Mark Henry, godfather uh i keep forgetting his original name by the way but um just hearing like their come up story uh and just how much actually at the time the kind the amount of freedom that they had with the nation of domination and even the impact that ron simmons had on each of them uh including the rock very if they was able to get the rock on there i'd be shocked but you could tell like they all get along still everybody in the nation of domination got along well still and uh, it was good just hearing black superstars at the time in the 90s who had, were very over just discuss like their time and just the, their come up stories and even how they use, they snuck, I won't even say they sneak, but they put black culture into their characters and just, they mentioned how, like I didn't know D'Lo Brown stole the the head shaking thing i thought it was just something he just did and Vince man said now nah, that's that's something cool but he said he stole that from smoky on friday when smoky smith when smoky said you got knocked the hell out and he i didn't. honestly thought that was like a nervous twitch or something me too that was- <laughs> it was either a nervous twitch or something he just thought it was cool to do but he mm-hmm. said he took it from smoke from friday um they mentioned that the rock took the uh this layer the SmackDown uh from uh Dr. Dre from uh NWA song. I'm trying to, the song where he said I'm gonna lay the SmackDown without the bam, something like that. Yeah. He said the rock mm. got that from that. So it was just the amount of stuff that they actually like took and ran with and Vince McMahon said, Oh, that works and knowing full well Vince McMahon probably don't know shit about black people at that time frame and it it stuck was really dope to hear and just also once again just the impact that uh ron simmons farouk had on their lives as wrestlers in the business as well so i encourage everybody to uh watch it it's really good it's only like 27 minutes so it's not going to kill your time but uh, it was it was a good conversation to hear especially from like some respectable black wrestlers that we all grew up on seeing so those are my thoughts on it but uh yeah so that's an episode on that note Appreciate you guys for listening, of course. Um, much love and appreciation. Shout out to those. Uh, shout out to that one Twitter post that wants to see us prosper. Uh, that in all wrestling podcasts to prosper. Uh, is much appreciated. Uh, appreciate those that did that have been following, that keep in touch on the page. Much love. Make sure you do follow us on Twitter at 3S from the ring. If this is your first time listening. Make sure you do follow us on Twitter and also whatever platform that you listen to this podcast on. Like, subscribe, and share. Make it plain and simple. Let us know that you're listening. Let it be greatly appreciated and that you're actually rocking with the brand, G. Just, it'd be greatly appreciated on the real. Uh, but thank you for listening. 
It's your boy Chris J. Peace. Auf Wiedersehen.